Hi, this is Roy Jones with Man Talk Radio Podcast. Our mission is to break down the walls of race and denomination. Your chosen Truth Radio broadcast will be starting in just a few seconds. Thank you. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours, a time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. We are glad to have you with us today and we are continuing to talk about the first in a series on boot camp talks. Because we have boot camp coming up in 35 days, I think you said it was? Yeah, five Be- weeks. Five weeks, yeah. The five weeks. And so you can go to masculinejourney.org or O-R-G to register if you'd like. We'd love to have you there. But we are talking about the core desires. And if you missed the first part of the show, we talked about a battle to fight, and, which was the first core desire. And we're going to move into the other two. So, Robbie, over to you. Yeah, so the X2 or the next two are an adventure to live and the beauty to rescue. And we would point out, as Jim I know would, that that they all in, you know, it's kind of like you can't get to one without the other. The adventure is going to require some battle and the beauty is going to require some adventure. And so all three are are definitely intermingled and and they all lead to some very interesting places. But just like we had a little exercise for you, the listener, you know, in the first show being, you know, what were some of the games that you like to play when you were a child with you know, that, that just really made your heart come alive. What did that, you know, I know for Big Jim, it was Risk, wasn't it? You love to play the game Risk? Risk was the uh, entry drug into wargaming. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had some pretty major accomplishments. And I was actually thinking about that in the first show when I was sitting over there. I that one of, one of the best gamers I've ever known, a fellow named Pete Reese, wanted me to fight him at Waterloo and so he could practice for the tournament he was going to enter. And I crushed him in record time and he was so angry. <laughs> but he went in and so was his name Bonaparte or no, just Napoleon? Pete. Okay. But he he was he was actually <laughs> the uh allies and I, I beat him with the French and he went in and then won the tournament and uh that was one of my. I mean, I had to be extremely lucky, and I was. We, oui. we would, we would. We, <laughs> oui. he, oui. he, and, he and I won six out of seven Chickamauga tournaments. Well, you can see. You, do you hear? Years. Do you hear Big Jim? It's proud. Yeah, it's coming alive. Yeah. yeah, it's coming alive. He wants so, to play right now. It's an adventure with cardboard, but yeah. some of us, that's all we get to do. So, on this subject of of an adventure, right? Like, my question is, in your current life, whatever, wherever that may be, whatever your age is, what are you playing? What do you, how do you play? What does that look like in your life? When I just say, okay, you know, do you play as a regular part of your life? And when you play, what does that look like for you? And I want you to process that, hold that thought, maybe journal it some, to be thinking, wow, where do I play? How much do I play? So this next core desire is an adventure to live. And so God made a really wild world, you know, in, back in Genesis after he made us in him, his, his image. Then he put Adam not at the mall. He didn't, he didn't put him at the mall. 
And he still doesn't. <laughs> Not with Paul Blart? <laughs> no, he didn't. And But he put him <clears throat> in a very wild, like, if you're a sailor and you've been out in the ocean, right, in an open sea, in a sailboat, this is a pretty wild place. And it is going to test your manhood. It, it's going to give you a pretty good idea of what you can and can't do when all you've got is a sail and, and you know, these waves that are coming up over the bow. So... You know, there, there's things about adventure that call out an opportunity for you to wrestle with God, however, however that may look. Or, you know, maybe you play with your lawnmower. I, I'm just saying. I, I've done that, you know, where you, you go in certain circles and you, and you have a good time. But what, where do you play and how are you experiencing adventure? Because we were made for adventure. And, and so, Rodney, you have our first clip on this subject and for you it's john wayne john wayne's a good place to go for adventure and these boys in the movie called cowboys is john wayne loses all of his hired hands and he's got to get the uh drive from his ranch to balforce or balforth or however they say it balfouche maybe but he's has to go on this adventure with these boys because he has nobody else that's going to help him drive the herd and these boys, you know, they they live on farms, of course, or some of them maybe even live in the town, but they don't they don't know wrangling from a hole in the ground. So they're all greenhorns. They don't know anything about this. And through this adventure, they become men. They become such men that even when they're the wrestlers go kill John Wayne, which you know that doesn't happen very often. But you kill John Wayne, you're somebody. And then these boys, they come, they get the whole, the herd got stolen and they come back and take the herd back. But this is the beginning of the movie when they get it all set up and he's figuring out, okay, I've got no other option, but I'm going to have to go get this group of boys to come help me get this herd across the country. And so as he's introducing the boys, there's this loud music. And so something's going on that the listeners won't be able to see when that music is playing real loud. What's going on with the boys? <clears throat> the boys are out at the ranch. Uh, trying to break a horse and they're all getting thrown off one by one that's when you hear them all introduce their you'll hear some rustling noises and stuff and the music goes up and then they introduce their names and that's what they're all one by one they're all taking their turn on the horse and they're getting, getting thrown off they're getting thrown <laughs> off yes and then john wayne goes to their school yep then he goes to their school and that's he's writing on the chalkboard they had chalkboards back then they didn't yeah no whiteboards well, didn't they harold <laughs> Even back, I think Moses used one, didn't he? <laughs> so here's John Wayne. The name of the movie is The Cowboys. Sounds makes sense. In the summer of 78, Will Anderson lost all his cowhands just at the time he was to start his cattle drive. Did you ever think of hiring boys? What boys? School boys. Oh, sure, and women. How about my mama in Cedar City? She's only 92. Well, you ain't got a lot of choices. Who's first? I'll go first. My name's Honeycutt. I'm 15. And everybody calls me Slim. I'm next. My name's Homer Weems, Mr. Anderson. And I hope I ain't rode all the rough off of You all right, boy? Yes, sir. My name's Clyde Potter. They call me Fats. Then enjoyed the gut myself. I don't expect to get to Belfouche with one single head of beef, but I'm cornered. 
So I'm taking you on. This is a double O. This is Belfouche. In between is 400 miles of the meanest country in the West. And the only way we're going to get through is if you take orders. You'll get the best food in the territory. No rest. Little sleep. And come with grit teeth. Because, gentlemen, that's when school really begins. So adventure was meant to, right? Open that heart up. Yeah, make it come alive. I can I can tell you that after um, a couple, four or five boot camps, I'd wanted to sail out in the open ocean for some time, and I found a way to rent a sailboat. My wife and I went out to Tampa Bay and took a 32-foot Catalina, you know, out for a week. And, you know, it makes your heart come alive. It, it, and it sh- showed me some things I really did not know how to do. <laughs> and, and so as we get a chance to play, right, Andy, things go terribly wrong in our lives. If we don't find adventure, we will make adventure, right? Yep. I mean, when I first started in the ministry, um, it was about the same time I got a new job and said it on here many times it uh, gave me an opportunity to travel and I realized how bored and stagnant I've become in, in the job and you know everybody's got a different that just happened to be what God opened up for me and then in those adventures and those travels I was able to see so much stuff and get out and about and and my heart came alive because those were the kind of things that I did as a kid of doing these trips and stuff but it, it also adventure isn't just to go out and have fun and, and, and fill out a bucket list I think God also, that that adventure calls us. I, I associate, and I think you do too, Robbie, from the talks, is associate adventure with risk. There's got to be a certain risk of you're not knowing how the, what the outcome is for you to really experience. You have to ask God to come into that, to, to be with you during those things. And it really did help me when I would go out on these adventures. I, some of them I wouldn't know how, to, how they were going to turn out. I remember one time I was... It was in the middle of the summer. I went up in Yosemite and was driving up to get a better view, and I get up there, and I swear I've never seen a hailstorm like this. I was like, it, it looked like it was snowing. I've got pictures of it, and I was. it was like, am I going to make it out of here because I'm sliding all over the place, and I'm in like this Dodge Challenger, and I'm like, worst car in the world to have. But it was a blast. And those kinds of things, if we don't allow those things to come into our life and all it becomes is – uh, what is it? Uh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. I mean, that's what you end up getting, and and that kills our heart because that's not the way we were created for for boredom, boredom and stagnant being stagnant. Yeah, and it's one of the challenges, really, with the church. If you know your biggest adventure is out there, you know, showing people where to park, you know, that isn't something that we feel like is worth dying for. You know, that is a it's a big enough battle and where where does that fit in my christian walk and what does that adventure look like and so danny how about you where do you play well i was just thinking about as a boy i know you can't tell from my accent but i grew up in the country (laughs) uh, the i always wanted to explore the woods what was just beyond the tree line fascinates me now, we've moved to King, and yesterday morning I come out to the truck, and I hear a turkey call across the road. 
I thought, wonder what's beyond the tree line. So that's the adventure. It doesn't sound like a whole lot, but... Gobble, gobble, yeah. gobble, gobble. It sounds like, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that time of year. I, and I've never been much of a hunter or anything, but I love to explore new places. And a year or so ago, I took up hiking for a while. And I'm such in good physical condition, you know, and uh, but uh, shaped like a pear. Um, but exploring new trails and stuff like that just makes my heart come alive. And I didn't realize how much it did until I started hiking in like the Uari Forest before we moved up to King. And now I'm looking forward to finding other places to hike. And it does make you come alive. So even at almost 80, he's not as old as you might think. I'm not um, 80. Harold. <laughs> still, I know him well enough to know he does a lot of playing, um, don't you, Harold? Right now, pickleball is the big deal. And if you don't know anything about pickleball, go to you, YouTube and you can look it up. Uh, it's a fast-growing sport. Or come sport. to the Y in Moxville and ask for Harold. And they'll point you to the pickleball court, and, you know, away you go. But one of the things I was thinking about a few minutes ago is that I was able to combine two of these things in one, the uh, adventure and rescuing the beauty. Because my adventure used to be riding my motorcycle with my sweetheart on behind me. And uh, I particularly loved it when we got to ride out in New Mexico uh, I can one-up your story about the hailstones because I, I was riding my motorcycle on a little mountain, curvy road on hail. That's, that's dicey. That will, that will keep your attention well. So you were sort of a hail's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't get to ride the bike anymore, but it still hangs with me, and I got such great memories of when I did it. Well, you got to tell our listeners there's one time that you know you got to find out what happens when you when you lay down a big bike at high speed, right? Well, actually, it wasn't at all that high speed, but yeah, I did I did have a little bit of a wreck, but well, the good Lord was with me. How uh, fast were you going here? Probably around fifty to fifty-five. Okay, well, you lay down a big motorcycle at fifty to fifty-five miles an hour. That may not seem like a high rate of speed to you, but if you've ever been on a motorcycle hitting the ground at 50 to 55 miles an hour, how did you live? Well, I had a couple of angels that uh, kept the number one. The bike jackknifed on me. I had gone off the edge of the road, and when I came back up, it jackknifed. So I went off in front of the bike, and it should have just torn me to shreds. didn't touch me. Uh, I had on no leather. I did have on my John 316 T-shirt, and uh, my right shoulder had a road burn, but the shirt looked like it hadn't even been washed. So I came out with a few scrapes, but uh, and I did get eight stitches on my underarm, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that have been killed on motorcycles for less. Oh, uh, at 20 miles an hour, believe me. The, the Lord really took care of me in that, and... Uh, so I regret having had the wreck because that was the end of my riding. Um, I would have gone back, but my sweetheart couldn't handle it. And so, I, couldn't, I couldn't turn my back on her. So to quote my friend, you know, when it comes to adventure, 
get your motor running. <laughs> it, it just uh, so you know transitioning over um, to the you know and, and clearly talk about an adventure. Um, rescuing the beauty is the third of of the core desires, and uh, Andy immediately you know d- dove off the <laughs> and so you know obviously as a young man comes up somewhere who knows 13 14 15 all of a sudden something catches your eye and you have something new that that god has designed you in order to engage in and and the idea is is to rescue the beauty so i have a clip here that actually i took from one of my absolute favorite movies which i've taken a lot of heat from you know today it's called a bride for christmas and in this movie the young lady that is the one who's going to be rescued um by a young man by the name of aiden she has been proposed to three times so they call her a runaway bride you know so to speak because at the very beginning of the movie she walks down the aisle and right out past the groom and right out the you know, right out the church and then you find out she's done this to three different grooms and the reason is is the first one asked her to marry her on national television he was a weatherman so up came the weather map and it said will you marry me and so she felt a lot of pressure under national to, to say yes she didn't want to hurt the guy's feeling the second one was a movie critic so he had the marquee on the biggest theater in town say you know will you marry me and, and the third one which was the guy that you was at the beginning of the movie he asked her on a jumatron at at a Giants, San Francisco Giants game. And, and so, you know, this was obviously a great way to to actually get a bride to maybe say yes, but not necessarily to get her to, you know, come down the aisle and stay with you. So enter the Aiden character, and, and he has actually made a bet with his friends, you know, to kind of go along with the movie, if you've ever seen it, you know, How to Lose a Guy and whatever, and seven days or whatever it has a mixture of runaway bride how to lose it's it's got all these elements to it so they've made a bet that he's going to get somebody to ask him to marry them before christmas and his friend sets him up because he knows about this girl that's never connected to anybody so he thinks he's got this bet one is nonetheless he's starting to figure out that i got my work cut out for me and he is going to begin to you know talk to this girl and, and when he finds out that she works at a um, animal shelter and so he goes to work at the animal shelter smooth move i might add for any of you thinking you know there she works so she goes he goes and volunteers at the animal shelter well they both you know come to love this dog and the dog gets adopted and and so you're going to hear a scene where the 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 dog has been adopted this guy wants to bring it back and so aiden you know steps up and you can hear him take this battle to fight and he plays it well and he's not doing this to impress the girl he's doing it because this is how he actually feels well as the girl sees this man step up and actually be a man you know she gets rescued when did you know mike owen and friends trent when did you know they weren't the ones when they proposed i guess the idea of spending the rest of my life with them kind of panicked. Isn't that normal? Aren't you supposed to get cold feet? I don't think so. I think when you're truly in love, 
the idea of spending the rest of your life with someone to make you the happiest you've ever been. is totally out of control. He's completely untrained. Last night he was up all night, barking, whining. Sir, he's just a little stressed from being in a new environment. He'll settle down. I, I don't have time to wait for him to settle down. It's too much work on him. You know, you're breaking their hearts. Uh, what? Your kids. I'm sure they don't care Jake stays up all night or won't stay or sit. They just want a dog. Hey man, don't, don't talk to me about my kids, okay? Well, it's not just about your kids. Poor Jake here. Thought he was getting out of his cage. That's not my problem. It's not your problem. You adopted him. You know, we got pamphlets here. If you want to read, you know, we have a, a dog adoption pamphlet that if you would have read it. Actually, you know, it happened. What? Fireworks, the. No, but it wasn't like an explosion. It was like this. What are you talking about? He's the one. Yep. Aiden is the one. What do you mean? Like, the one? The one? Like, the one. So as we, as we talked about in the battle to fight, that all of these are a picture of God. So... Whenever God called anybody in the Bible, just he took them on a big adventure. You, you know, that, that was part of the deal. You know, Abraham got to go, you know, over to the, you know, the original idea of coming to Israel and the promised land. And, and Moses certainly got to go on quite the adventure across the Red Sea, you name it, and, and take your pick of characters. Daniel, you know, had a little lion experience, you know. <laughs> Paul, oh my goodness, he got to go on an adventure, and and Jesus and the disciples themselves. And if you read the lives of any of the disciples, oh my goodness, did they have an adventure after you know Jesus ascended? So it's always part of the deal. Is is God is you sign up with God, and I see it every week. By the way, on my shows, is people step into what God has asked them to do with their life. And he takes them on adventures, and they're like, I can't believe I'm on the radio, or I can't believe I wrote a book, or I can't believe you know, I got involved in this ministry to kids. Whatever it is, God took them on an adventure that they didn't necessarily really see. But I, I don't want anybody to miss that this last core desire is so clearly, so clearly in the heart of Jesus, okay? Because he has a beauty to rescue, and that beauty to rescue is you. And part of the reason that we're having this whole boot camp and all this is so Jesus can, you know, have an opportunity to rescue. He doesn't want to rescue this person whose desires are all buried in the sand and, and there are men living quiet desperations. That isn't who he's come to rescue. He, he wants to rescue men who are fully alive. And, and did you hear her voice when she was like, it's happened. The fireworks, the da 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 you know, like, oh my, you know, like, this is a big deal. Like, when you're truly rescue a beauty, she's not just, she is running in the path of, of, of what she, her desires are. And, and this is, this is what this looks like. And when you get a chance to take part in that, like, oh my goodness. And it happens in the funniest ways. It just does. Who doesn't want to wear the shining armor and ride the white horse? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I often find, you know, you, if people know me, they go, well, Robbie, you got a, 
crazy temper on you there. You need to be careful. That thing's dangerous. <laughs> and I've told the story many times. But I never forget it that, you know, my brother-in-law committed suicide. We had to fly to Dallas. We got on an airplane. Robbie and Tess, Mariah hadn't been born. Robbie and Tess were like two or three. We're getting off the airplane, and the guy starts to push Tammy as we're getting off the airplane. Well, I'm already kind of upset because of what's happened with the death of my brother-in-law and all this stuff. And Tammy was like, this guy's pushing me. And I, so I said, well, let's step over, you know, try to be the congenial man. And I said, you know, go ahead and come by us if you're in a hurry, you know. And, and so as he walked by me, he goes, well, if you would control your brats. <laughs> well, didn't end well. My wife says I dropped Tess. I, you know, we don't know. I, I believe I set her down gently. <laughs> what I do know is I followed that guy up very quickly up the jetway, spun him around and put him on his keister in about two seconds. And before I could hardly breathe, I felt this headlock come upon me. <laughs> and it was actually a sky marshal who was actually, you know, behind saw the whole thing. And he had me in a some kind of headlock like I didn't know. At least that guy was down there and then somebody else came and grabbed him. And the next thing I know, I'm getting talked to. I think I'm fixed to get arrested. But what I thought was a complete disaster, right, is still the stuff of Dillmore legend. <laughs> like, I'll never forget the time daddy, man, I mean, you're not going to mess with his family. And, and just like that girl, you know, I guess why that sp speaks to my heart. When he, you know, stood up for that dog, when, when you stand up, you, you're just being who you are, right? Then, oh, my goodness, you know, it, 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 it's part of what God designed you to do. I'll, uh, and this is adventure and beauty. I'll try to make a very long story very short. But my wife and I were called to Alaska, and we said yes. And God took us on a quite an adventure going there. But the core of that was winning my wife's heart back. We'd been married 30 years. She was wounded. And we got there, and she went into a depression. It's called SAD, which is one of the better acronyms, Seasonal Affective Disorder. By praying with her daily, it restored our relationship. And we had to go 4,000 miles to do it. But it was quite an adventure with God and with one another. And when you step up to those, as you said, it's a wonderful adventure. So really, it is Jesus that's inviting you to have your heart come back alive, to awaken those desires, a battle to fight, a beauty to rescue, an adventure to live. He's there waiting for us and all that, and he wants to be, he wants to be that one. But you gotta, you gotta step up. You gotta jump in. You gotta go to masculinejourney.org. This is the Truth Network.